0: Hello and welcome to a very special Cenophiles, the world's greatest John Cena. Hello. Uh, movie film review program, and I was just hearing my own echo in my voice because I was testing something. So that's fun. But we are here, and we are joined by a very special guest. But I will start with the with the standard spiel first, because we are here to discuss the cinematic career of the Doctor of Thugonomics, the sixteen time world champion, best selling author, TV show host, guy who said a thing that he had to walk back, and it was cringe that he walked it back as Taiwan as a country, and he is an overall sentient meme machine, John Cena. But today. We are also joined by the epic Alyssa Mercante, who is both an editor of Games Radar, and an excellent Twitch streamer, streamer in her own right. Follow her now at twitch.tv slash A-L-Y-S-S-A-M-E-R-C. Alyssa, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing so, so, so well. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be involved in this. I don't have a Cena shirt, so I wore my rock shirt
0: hey nobody's yeah i've i've yet to wear a cena shirt on this podcast almost a running gag i'm wearing a sting shirt uh, that i just got in the mail uh because some days some days you just let your inner goth kid out but we will start as we always do with the standard question how do you remember learning about one john cena what was your and hello jackie welcome to the stream always a pleasure. Um, how did um, you learn about one John Felix Anthony Cena, I believe is his full name?
1: I I believe uh, the gentleman who is, I think he's fluent in Mandarin. Um, he he came on my radar um, after I had kind of stopped watching wrestling. And uh, I remember just like seeing him walk in and being like, oh, fuck, this isn't The Rock. And then he just <laughs> got bigger and, bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, he is like The The Rock, he's just John Cena
0: You know, his nickname at one point was The Prototype but it turned out The Rock was the prototype all along or maybe the friends we made were the prototypes all along, but who knows because we are here to talk about the 2018 film Blockers directed by Kay Cannon it debuted at Sundance Not sorry, not Sundance. South by Southwest, which is a much more appropriate festival for this movie than Sundance.
2: But I mean, it's it's art. It could have debuted. You're not wrong.
0: You're not wrong, Valter. But Mike, we are gonna do the next thing we always do because we are nothing without. We are nothing if not creatures of ritual. Welcome to the Wikipedia corner. What do you got for us, Mike?
2: So today on Mike's Wikipedia corner, some fun facts about Blockers 2018. So this film had a budget of $21 million with a box office of $94 million. So pretty profitable film. Uh, Very good critical response. According to Wikipedia, it was praised for its humor and performances, as well as for its intelligence and empathy not often found in the genre, which which we'll get into a bit. I think we would all agree on that. Um, And this movie, I believe, is the second highest rated Movie we've talked about on Cenophiles so far in terms of the Rotten Tomato score. So it is sitting at an 84% on the tomato meter, certified fresh, uh, still not quite at the level of Bumblebee, which we talked about last week, which is sitting at I think a 90. But uh very good critical response, pretty good in the box office, great success all around, and as we'll get into just an all-around wonderful comedy film about uh sex. <laughs>
0: So Alyssa, when you hear all this about Blockers, when wh- are you surprised that it did? Like, do you think it should have done better? Like, wh- did you have this movie on your radar at all before? Hey Magan, welcome to the stream. Sorry to interrupt myself, but um, when we when I asked you to, if you would be up for this movie, you you had not seen it before. Is that correct?
1: I had not. I had not seen Blockers before. So
0: what did you think about Blockers when you when you what did you know about Blockers going into it? Because the name's I- weird, right?
1: Yeah, so it was what? That was 2018. Uh, I was I was mid-divorce, so I was very busy um, blocking other things in my life. And, and I just remember, I think like one trailer for it, I actually think that the trailers for it don't do it as much justice because I... I remember seeing the trailer and being like, oh, it's like cock blockers and parents. I think you you kind of tread like a dangerous territory when you you make a movie. Like my friend was here last night when I was finishing it and she was like, wait, what is this about? And I'm (laughs) like, it's not like that. It's not like, like it gets better. And like, I think I remember just being like, oh, ew, no. And it just, it kind of like left my, left my life as quickly as it (laughs) enters.
2: And I have to, I have to, I have to throw in here. This this movie does hold a lot of sentimental value to me. Cause this is the first movie that Henry and I saw together in theaters. Like the first movie, yeah, first movie period. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, definitely the first. Well, we and might have seen movies
0: in groups. Like this is the first one that we just went to with ourselves. It's not yes. like at the time we saw the Pokemon movie that I made a really inappropriate laugh during when there was a, <laughs> there was a blacklight joke that I think I came yes. up with on my own.
2: Um, I think that was, I, and I think even that was after Blockers, but yeah, this is the, the first movie you and I saw together in a theater, and it kicked off our tradition of seeing all of John Cena's movies as they came out, and by proxy kicked off uh, this podcast, so. Oh
1: my god, I'm honored to be involved.
2: We are so happy to have you here, and the tradition,
0: I should add, continues, because New York isn't just back, but the cinemas are back, and tomorrow night we are going to see... One, Mister Dominic Toretto meet, re, get reunited with his younger brother Jacob Toretto because you live life one quarter mile at a time because family is the most important thing. Um,
2: and I, and really... I watched and I watched all of those films this week. <laughs> I I'm was almost, about I still to say have, I still have F eight to go, but I you watched up... seven
0: fast movies in less than seven days.
2: Uh, yeah, give or take. Um, <laughs> and that's it's it's right in the name, Fast and Furious. Um, <laughs> definitely uh definitely was not crying at the end of furious seven couldn't be me but uh that song (laughs) no that song is a permanent (laughs) dusty yeah no i knew it was gonna mess me up but it just actually once i got there it was it was over
1: yeah we're uh we we have a we have a movie a, a cinema fan in my house who uh looks down on Fast and Furious, and uh, it's a point of contention amongst uh, me and my partner, and so I made him watch Fast Five the other day because I said, and I think, it's the best one.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: And it's 100% the best one. And um, It makes the least in-
0: sense, kind of. It, the intro is so convoluted yet empty. Like, it's the weirdest intro of any movie I can remember, but it's still the best because it embraces everything like yep. it's the best fast movie. It's not the best yep. movie of them all, but it's mm. the best pure no. injection of nitrous you can have. Absolutely. Or Nas, as the and kids it's, say. And,
2: and Fast and Furious, hilariously enough, is relevant to blockers, uh, which we'll get into later in the film. I thought yep. there was a, I yep. found that to be some hilarious foreshadowing. Yes. Uh. Yeah.
0: But let's jump right into the movie. Speaking of blockers, we start out with a really wholesome flashback. Cause okay, I'll admit it. Even this scene got me. Like there are a couple scenes in this movie that get me in the stupid uh, overly oversized heart. Because uh, let uh Leslie um, man is dropping her daughter off at school. Um, her character's name is Lisa. Her daughter's name is Julie. And these ki- her Julie is nervous about going to school. Is she gonna have any friends? Is she not? Who knows? I'm gonna turn the ring light on because it's getting dark in here. So take keep on all my clothes. Um, but basically. um her daughter instantly meets two other kids everybody becomes friends and then we realize that lisa's gonna have some new friends too because there's a man behind her named mitchell who is john cena but dressed in the most squarish j crew catalog or like l.l bean catalog way possible um i'm not gonna spoil the best insult about mitchell for this movie but it's real um you already know where I'm going there. Uh, but Mitchell is crying a little, and he introduces himself as, I'm Mitchell, Kayla's hero. So we learn that his daughter's name is Kayla. Um, And then there's Ike Barinholtz, a um very over-the-top man by the name of Hunter. And, Mike, we've never met a Hunter who is over-the-top inappropriate, have we?
2: No, definitely not. And this, this is before we knew uh, our Hunter, so I thought that was some, <laughs> some pretty funny foreshadowing that uh, we were about to get one of our very own uh, one of those. Pretty pretty good stuff.
0: And Hunter wants a drink, and nobody's listening to him. It's 9.30 in the morning. Um, Jackie asks <laughs> a very good question. When is Hunter making an appearance on Scenophiles? And you know what? I think Hunter might be the perfect guest for the Peacemaker episodes when HBO yeah. Max debuts Peacemaker or we Ooh. might bring Hunter in for what we were referring to possibly as the cameo clip show, where we go through out of context every John Cena role that was too small to merit an episode and only watch Um, that's a good question. Um Th- that's, Is it ever legal to a have gray. Hunter anywhere? Have they legalized yeah, it's, Hunter?
2: It's a, it's a gray area. A lot of loopholes, a lot of you gotta break a couple of rules. But we'll, we'll get we'll get we have a montage
0: sure. of Yeah, we have a montage of Lisa and Julie growing up. And all of a sudden, it's prom night, motherfuckers. And uh, Lisa is going to want a FaceTime call from prom. And Julie is rightfully worried what her mom is going to do without her. And because, I mean, Mike and I are, we are people who have mothers in our own particular relationships. We have to ask, Alyssa, how does this mother-daughter relationship ring to you in terms of, (laughs) is it too much is it realistic how crazy is uh, this
1: i was uh, the daughter of very strict parents um so i think if i was a little bit closer to the actual age of these characters like and my mother was by some chance single she would have been exactly how lisa is i think there's a part where she's like spitballing all these ideas about why she shouldn't be having sex. And they're kind of over the top and ridiculous. And I think someone asks if they can lie about whether or not this does that. And that was, that was my mom. Like my mom crafted a lie when she knew I was going to lose my virginity because I had a boyfriend for a year so that I wouldn't. And uh, it didn't work. Cause I just Googled it. No, I asked Jeeves.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, yeah.
0: wow. The OG Google.
1: I yeah. was like, this seems like it doesn't make sense. I think she told me that um, the HPV shot, which was like a thing for um, oh, yeah. it started becoming a thing. Yeah. And obviously they were telling every parent, you know, the Gardasil commercials, I want to be one less like the protect your kids kind of thing. My mom was like, you know, she's not an anti-vaxxer, bless her heart. She was like, she's going to get it. And she cornered me and was like, it doesn't work if you're not a virgin. <laughs> and there was three shots you had to get over three months so you know she was doing the math she's like oh i've got a lot more time and i just looked it up and i lost my virginity the day after i got my shot mom
2: there you go (laughs) sorry mama mercante the more you know um so so, henry can i can i talk about my my the most incredible early scene in this film so yeah that's the setup they all every the three kids grew up together the parents got close we're They're getting ready for prom, and we get our first scene with Mitchell and his and his wife Marcy, and uh, Mitchell (laughs) is holding a pair of pink panties over his face, walking up to her saying, paging Dr. Muffdiver," like he's jaws,
0: like he's doing that.
2: Yep, he's slowly approaching her. He says, "Later," he's like he's like stuffing the panties in his mouth. He's like, "Later tonight, I'm tearing these off with my teeth." And Marcy goes, "Those are your daughters." And then he immediately spits them out and he's like, he's completely disgusted. He's like, what is she a stripper? Like, am I supposed to give her her allowance in sick sing- in singles? Um, which was just such an incredible way to introduce this character.
0: And as the movie is want to do, Marcy was the voice of moral reason here and said, you thought it was okay. if They were mine. And we have this sort of like Greek chorus throughout the movie of like realistic parents judging the three over two and then three overreactive parents. Um, Hmm. but then after that, we don't get time with Mitch, with, um, Hunter and his daughter, Sam, for reasons we'll learn sooner or later. Instead, we get to meet the kids and Julie is, there's a rule about John Cena movies. There is always going to be a horny character. And Julie is the first of them in this movie because she is ravenously all over her boyfriend at his locker and slaps him on the ass as he walks away. And she's overthinking prom, and at some point, she's just talking to her friend Kayla, and she goes, because she's going to light some candles at prom, and goes, that candle that gets me horny, you know? And Kayla responds. The candle from
2: Walgreens, yeah, specifically the candle from Walgreens. Yep,
0: Kayla responds, all candles get me horny. And to that I say,
2: cheers. (laughs) For the audio listeners, uh, Henry's got the mood set right now with a a very nice candle. It
0: is a double-wicked candle from... um, Oh,
1: double-wick!
0: Oh, one of the wicks just went out. But it's from um, Cantrip Candles, which puts a 20-sided D&D die at the bottom of every uh, one of their larger... And uh, Cantrip Candles is awesome. They sell out because everything sells out online. It's not just the PlayStation 5. Um, But then we meet Connor, Kayla's boyfriend, or at least we look at him from across the room. And Kayla's not sure about having sex with him, and they talk about his penis. And they're all weird. Penises are not for looking at, they're for use, like a plunger, is a line I wrote down. Mm-hmm. And, okay, again, I hate to do this, but Mike and I don't really, guys don't talk about this sort of thing. Uh, Alyssa, is this how g- girls in high school talk about guys' dicks?
1: Um, Yeah, I would say, yeah. I mean, you're also not really looking at them that much at that point. Like you're not like if you're seeing it and you're going to get involved with it, you're not really studying it. I think it's not until you hit your late 20s, early early 30s that you become you you become a fan of the dick in itself, a, a, a connoisseur
0: also the whole you know, like dick pick error wasn't was that a thing yet during at high school
1: yeah, I mean it w- it was just starting to become a thing and an out of context dick is horrifying it's yeah. like a it's like it's 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 like a Lovecraftian demon and you just don't you don't want to see it.
2: It's so so they, also, it. they also just didn't hit the same on Nokia phones with like
1: no. <laughs> no, no. Like your pixelated like dick. Twenty
2: five <laughs> megapixel cameras. Yeah,
1: hard pass. That's a hard pass for me.
0: The lighting would be really difficult. Um
1: always bad. Yep, <laughs> like you don't got yep. a ring. I mean, now the kids these days they got ring lights.
0: Coch Good one. Good Cock-naseur. one. That's I always so, forget. <laughs> that's Dave, right? DJ Masson, that's you, Dave, right? That is Dave. That is our buddy, Dave. Dave, Hey, Dave. Um, So uh, we meet their third friend, who is um, Hunter's daughter, Sam. And she doesn't feel that ready, um, specifically about Chad. Because Chad is an interesting fellow that, you know, I kind of feel in a sort of spiritual, spirit animal kind of way with at times. He is a, um, what you call, I mean, I was never a fedora guy, but he is the fedora guy. But he's not a snobby fedora guy. He's like, I want to be the late for the party fedora guy. He's a lovable ginger scamp. Um, But even though Sam's dating him, we get pretty sure the camera and the audio does a pretty good job of highlighting that Sam has a crush on this girl um, who we later learn is named Angelica. And she is like the coolest hipster of the entire school.
2: Um, And if we need if we need further proof that Sam is possibly into girls, the very next scene is Sam in her bedroom. Photoshopping herself next to Xena, the Warrior Princess, Photing herself just onto those... Gabby, onto yeah. Gabrielle's face, and one of the, it's one of those little subtle scenes. There's so many tiny scenes in the movie that just absolutely kill me, and it's just like as she's do- it's this terrible Photoshop. It's just whispering to herself, so realistic. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just one of those little things that I, I found absolutely incredible.
0: But Sam has to go downstairs because her mother and her mother's boyfriend. Want to take photos for prom because remember, it's prom day, and her mother's boyfriend is played by Hannibal Burris, who is trying to learn how to use his phone and just yells, Siri, video, please. Um, I, I, in the moment, I was wanting to correct myself, uh, I stopped myself saying, It's called Hey Siri. You have to, it's not even the reason, right Tr- trigger word, but um, <laughs> Jan, her mom, or oh, no, no, her mom and her, uh, her boyfriend are counseling him about life after, you know, they're worried, you're worried you're going to lose your friends. And then her mom says, you never keep your friends after college. I The only friend I stayed with, and then her boyfriend goes, Jan? And she describes Jan, her friend, and her her boyfriend goes, oh yeah, racist Jan. And we have this instant like, okay, everything will be said in this. Um. But Hannibal Buress' character remembers prom really vividly, really important. Because that was the night they got their friend to enlist in the army where he
2: died. And cut to... Sorry. I was going to say shout out to Hannibal Burris, who is just brilliant as Frank. And just in the most most like positive but deadpan guy. He's like, yeah, he died immediately. But, you know, that, that experience really brought us together. does the most with a little bit. And we cut to the m- most unrealistic
0: cake order ever. Like, I had forgotten about this cake. <laughs> the boob cake so- as it was. And Julia comes in. Julie comes in. She, her mom's trying to cover up these overly graphically over-shaped breasts that, of all the three daughters, and she doesn't notice the design at first. But um, it turns out she's gotten into UCLA and she's hiding it from her mom. Austin, her boyfriend, the one she's all horn dog for, got into UCLA, but mom doesn't want her to go to UCLA because they're in Chicago, and Lisa is very worried about her going away. But Julie notices the cake. And then instantly we hear basically the NBA playoff sound because, like, Alyssa, what, how would you describe, what would you have, what would it like if life have been like, do you think, to be Mitchell's daughter?
2: Oh,
1: (laughs) Oh. you know, you'd like to think that that, like, you're near that parent, you're the cool parent. And then it turns out that he is the cool parent. Eventually. You know, like he is. It
2: takes a while to get there. Yeah. yeah,
1: but like he is pretty cool. Um, I mean, I would crawl into a hole and die several times.
0: If your father was doing the NBA playoffs intro to introduce you for prom, um, yeah, when, and he gets. I, I
2: see. I I heard it more maybe because of how my brain is, but I heard it more as like a wrestling intro. Oh, like it's a little bit of both, was... but
0: it was using the audio, I believe, from like when oh, the yep, Knicks would yep. do the introductions yep. in like the late mid nineties NBA playoffs. It was like that dun 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 dun. I can't do that audio, right? And I don't <laughs> want to get another DMCA takedown. So we're gonna move past that to talk <laughs> about um, Lisa Mitchell and Hunter haven't really been friends this whole time, actually. While their children children got together, um. Mitchell's been trying at least to do hot yoga. And she doesn't do hot yoga. And now we get our first bit of incredible plot device as iMessage on a laptop becomes an important part of a movie. I believe for the first time in cinematic history. Um, but Mike, I believe you have something to say about coconut oil.
2: Oh yeah. So before, before we get to the big uh, little backyard party before the prom, we have a great scene. I believe Kayla uh, <laughs> Kayla hands uh, Julie some coconut oil. She says it's use it for lube, and she uh, I'm gonna quote it as closely as I can. Uh, she says it makes it'll make a dick taste like almond joy, <laughs> and Julie says thank God it doesn't taste like mounds. I'd rather eat ten dicks than one mound, <laughs> and those the way she delivered it so deadpan and so serious, I was crying. It was incredible
1: um coconut oil is good for lube but you can never have uh you're not really supposed to use it unless it's like in a squeeze form because you can get bacteria in it if you keep putting your hand in there as my stripper friend taught me
2: there you go so the zip so uh, taking just a ziploc bag of it is not that
1: seems well that's okay if you're not going to double dip in it if you double dip in it that's a problem it looks as she said if you have long nails and you go in the jar okay your nails have so just for everyone trying to use that
0: the more you know um yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I, I almost thought the the presentation of the lube in a ziploc bag was just supposed to be a different kind of reference because it just looked like a white substance. Yeah, yeah. No, it was an unknown white substance in a Ziploc bag and like thick enough to be cocaine. Um
2: yeah, was that like, was my reaction. Oh, so. like, Yeah. Damn.
0: And then here comes Hunter, uh, in a sticking out of a limo with fireworks oh. and Teo Cruz playing, because
1: iconic college song
0: i this movie showed me in a few times how old i am um right? like if you were to say iconic co- college song for me i'm just like uh bad romance um that arcade fire album
1: college for me honestly when did dynamite come out
0: yeah like um but hunter um greets everybody and he walks up to Mitchell and lisa and he tries for a lean-in kiss with Lisa that's way too far of a lean-in. And then, all of a sudden, we learn that he is um, a fan of a certain kind of pornography. Um, he's really yep. way too willing to share his corner of Pornhub with the rest of the table.
2: So, the, yeah, the setup for that is, like, you know, so Mitchell tells Hunter that he just had a second kid. Hunter's like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about having, you know, having a second one, going a second round and then mitchell's like or you could actually raise the kid you have and mitchell's talking about like the kind of psychic connection that him and kayla have because they're so close and-, and hunter's like i hope sam and i don't have that because she'd be seeing a lot of asian porn <laughs> uh and then to which mitchell says my wife's asian and then we get that really uncomfortable like it's that- no you-
0: no not that kind of asian
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so amazingly
0: inappropriate and so this Hunter...
1: movie does a good job with that though they give you like that kind of classic like inappropriate like oh not an asian joke and then they yeah. completely like right in the same bit they get someone being like well yeah like you know also my wife's asian like in what are you saying
0: and then they yeah. turn it again by doing like yeah. the definite redefining what asian it was very well done yeah cause... um
2: Despite being a feminist icon, Hunter does is not as not as great with race, but no, he's getting there. We're getting there. Nope, nope. But um, then then uh, Lisa finds
0: the U- UCLA application in Julie's room. Oh, and Hunter hates uh Hannibal Burris' character because uh for no apparent reason other than he's just the new guy. Um, mm-hmm. but Lisa is in Julie's room, finds the UCLA admission, and because she's snooping grabs the laptop and starts looking through the text messages because iMessage is open. Um, By this point, Mitchell has seen Connor. Mitchell does not like Connor. Connor is the uh, his dick-might-look-weird boyfriend or love interest for Kayla. And he gives Kayla a small knife. A tiny, tiny knife. And teaches her stab, turn, clutch for how to take a man down. Um, But then Hunter, love him, takes photos with Chad in the most over the top like he wants to be the cool dad way they do like the back to back spy movie
2: yeah you know, it, Chad yeah.
1: looks like Patrick Stump
2: yes Yo. he really does like 2005 Patrick Stump as soon
1: as I saw him I was like this guy's rocking Patrick Stump
2: yeah yeah, with the fedora absolutely he yeah it's yes. like, like sugar we're going down
1: yes. yes
0: and Chad pops a bottle in the limo because they are off to the prom race Um, And then at this point, the girls were in the back of the limo and it turns out they are sending some very suggestive emojis. And we learn that because Lisa is looking at the texts with Mitchell and neither of them get it. And when you see this, people on the audio channel, what do you think this means? Mitchell thinks it's all of my friends are A-OK with me.
2: I'm, yeah, I mean that's that's what the that's what that emoji means. Uh, the eggplant emoji just means that uh, you're Italian.
0: And, <laughs> ah, the, eggplant uh, parmesan.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> there's so yeah, so there's an incredible moment of uh, Lisa and Mitchell trying to decipher the iMessages. They don't understand it. Of course, Hunter knows all the lingo because he's a huge pervert. Shout out to Hunter. And he says, and, "Wait, um, you
0: don't know Yas Queen?"
2: Yeah, it's like <laughs> Yas Queen. And then there's this one. They call out the oh. drooly face, and Hunter's like, you wish that was drool. That's come, my man. Uh, and Hunter says, well, I think they're making a sex pact. And then two messages later, hashtag sex pact 2018. So there you go.
0: Man, I, I'm i really lucky and fortunate that, like, smartphones weren't a big thing when I was in high school or college. Like, barely at the end, tail end of college, smartphones were big. But, like... I, I was so fortunate, but um, we get another, we're about to get another callback, but before we can get that uh, to another scene movie, but before we get that, Hunter is trying to talk Mitchell and Lisa off the ledge. He's trying to say this, who cares if they're having sex, it's whatever. And then he tries to stop them, and we get the most comical slapstick of the entire movie, I would say, because Hunter is trying to stop them from driving. And what happens, Mike, when Hunter is trying to roll up the window?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: okay, whole Alyssa?
2: Alyssa? Yeah, you can take you uh, can take this, Alyssa.
1: John, John, uh, John Cena. <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. No, no, no. yes, the whole bit of the <laughs> show is slipping uh, into calling him John Cena.
1: Puts his hand on the closing window, and what does he say? You're not something...
0: Like, you're you're not the Incredible Hulk or something like that? Yeah, he
1: says you're not the Incredible Hulk because he's trying to push the uh, window down while he's rolling it up. And he can push it down. He pushes it down all the way completely because he's John Cena, and he can.
0: Like, this is the time in the movie, if this were the Flintstones or Scooby-Doo movie, that his actual WWE music would have played in the background. And, um, I just realized that our, me and Mike's uh, video boxes were changed, so our socials were under the wrong video. So I just fixed that. Um. We're we're interchangeable. But hey, it's the thing is, Hunter proves that he's the cool dad, because he knows that Sam is gay. Mm. Nobody else does in the entire movie at this point. Sam maybe knows. Um, but Hunter is just like, no, it's what is. Like, Chad, he's like whatever a lesbian beard is. A merkin? is the dialogue mm-hmm. and it's like Hunter way to way to redeem yourself for that weird shit earlier. But,
2: and I love like, there's also, we get the recurring theme of like, you know, we, we start to understand why Lisa's is so protective of Julie. And she's like, well, what if she does something like, you know, dropping out of college to follow the Dave Matthews bed with the guy she thinks she loves. And then he gets her pregnant and leaves her for the girl that makes fancy grilled cheese, like clearly talking about herself. And that's a recurring theme throughout the movie that she just doesn't want that to happen to Julie, but to which uh, Hunter says that's not possible.
0: (laughs) Dave's not even on tour right now. He's taking time off for himself because Hunter doesn't get it. Um, And now we're we're at prom and because John Cena was just, or is about to be in Bumblebee. Of course, the song of the three friends is a Haley Steinfeld song. Haley Steinfeld, the star of Bumblebee. So, this is the smallest it's cinematic connected. universe. The
2: cinematic universe, yeah.
0: Yes, um, but yeah, Sam's crush Angelica is there, wearing a badass like, f- um, what's that? Be- it would be like satin or v- crushed velvet.
1: It's cape- yeah, it's vel- I think it's velvet.
0: Yeah, this badass velvet cape and tiara kind of thing, kind of looks like some outfit that like an like a much. I don't know. I was like, what kind of high school? Okay, kids today, but Angelica revealed that she broke up with Lauren. And then they both talk about like when you're not sure that you're into girls or guys. Angelica refers to the first time she touched a penis as holding a dead snake, and I'm like, when do you hold a dead snake? Like that's okay. It's and then she's just she, one of those things, yeah. She casually you touches. you never know until you try. Um, okay. Uh, she casually touches Sam's hair to flirt with her and walks away.
1: Yeah, uh, that was a, that touch made me and my my partner, who were both watching, go, "Oh, <laughs> that was a sexy touch!" And then I immediately had to Google all of them and make sure they were legal at the time this was shot, so I didn't come off like a weirdo. And
0: they were. Oh,
2: that is, um, I think, a ritual. You did more, you of did passage. more research than we did.
0: I, I, I know multiple people in my life who have sent me screenshots of ex-actors' age in a movie. It's a thing that is done. It's a rite of passage as you get older. You don't do that when you're younger, but you do that when you get older. Just You want to make sure that you're not. It's like, okay, this young you person... You don't
2: want to end that, up on a list. No. No, it's,
0: no. It's, you're, you're watching this Quentin Tarantino movie, and it's lingering on somebody's toes for way too long. You need and to know 12. how old that person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think oh. she was 12. I don't think the girl from um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was 12. Hopefully um, Oh the
1: one oh, the, oh, Margaret Mar-
0: Yeah yeah The one with that name
1: Yeah Yeah um, Well I did google them all And I can tell you one thing That I'm really proud To uh, have a connection with Is that Austin Is a uh, Former lover Of Ariana Grande
2: Oh Oh that's right They he used looks to date Super familiar he,
0: yeah. yeah He looks like He should have been in like Three movies That Zach Efron Would have gotten If he was younger
1: yeah, and he's he's twenty eight. Like he's not a bi- he's older than all of them, so he must have been like 26, 27 when they shot this.
0: Yeah, he looks like he should be in a jeans commercial.
2: Like he is... Oh
1: yeah, like- he's handsome.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, Graham Graham Phillips, who was also in Atypical on Netflix, a very good show. Oh. Uh, playing a very similar type of character, I think he was. I think he was kind of a bully for most of it. But she has the perfect look for that. But he's yeah. kind of he's kind of the sweet, cool kid in this one. That's the thing yeah,
1: about and it. It's nice to see that
0: Uh, that character is proven out over the rest of the movie as much like you have such little expectations for like, oh, the boyfriend of the blonde. Yes, but also the (laughs) boyfriend of the blonde who is seemingly trying to recreate Mina Suvari's role in a certain movie we'll get to later. Um, (laughs) You know, but then Hunter continue. uh, But Connor, Kayla's uh, potential lover. Is super casual about the fact that he made his own gin, and he's got it in a flask. And we learn a little bit about why Connor's this way. Um, but Hunter is still arguing with the parents back home. He's trying to empower the daughters. The other parents don't give a damn. But, like, what is it like? Is, is it too... I just kept watching this movie thinking, how... Would pa- parents would do this, right? Or is this well, that's, that's
2: the point that they are just? I was, gonna ask, I was gonna ask how this film compared to to your guys' prom experiences.
1: <laughs> the 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 very the vastly different uh, social strata that was that normally exists in high school that's er- erased in this is really cool. Like the fact that the three girls are pretty different and they're the people that they brought with them to prom are very different and they're all cool in the limo. Like that's unheard of. Like mm-hmm. it was a huge thing who was in the limo. And if we knew them and there was this one guy who my friend was bringing who I didn't like. Cause he, I, he always used to look like he was like one step away from like bringing a weapon to school. Mm-hmm. And he was in my prom limo. It was nothing like my prom. Um,
0: my prom was, uh, I went without a date, but I went with a bunch of my friends in their limo. Um, one of my friends at the time was dating uh, the guy who would be in who had already starred in Finding Forrester, the, act, the actor known as Rob Brown, who has been in some a television show on, Netflix, on NBC. Oh, so he okay. was the man now, dog during prom. Um, wow, prom was whatever. It was at that Brooklyn venue that's always on ads on like local television. You ever seen those commercials where it's like. The historic, ball, the grand ballroom of Brooklyn, blah, 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 blah. That's where our prom was. But the biggest wow. part of... Yeah. And so our limo was sort of like a fairly, not like this, but it was like, yeah, no, the guy who barely does athletics and this actor and like... No, it was... But like the biggest part of the prom was getting lost on the way to the after party in the Hamptons. Like we okay. just got lost to death because MapQuest wasn't a thing really back then. And um, we spent most of that night at Seven Eleven. Or near a Seven Eleven well, or two. Well,
2: so okay, so there's one parallel with uh with this film. Yeah. we'll get to that later. Yeah. Okay. Mike, stuff, your prom. Mine was pretty tame. Yeah, I mean, I, I went with my best friends. I also went without a date, and two of my best friends in my limo also were that without dates. And my friend's mom made a hilarious, sweet comment, like, "Oh, the the three most handsome boys in in school are are, <laughs> are going to prom without a date," and she was right. I mean, it, was, it was accurate. But huh? that was prom. prom was fun. I was pretty like. I don't know. I th- prom, that might have been like the first time I really drank in a significant way. Nothing crazy happened, but I feel like I was pretty late to that stuff. Um, yeah,
1: I. So I remember I that was, being yeah. one of my
2: first like nights actually getting drunk. And uh, we ended up at a karaoke bar, which is always a good time, or you know, or a bad time, however you want to look at <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, you no, know, it was a good time. It was a pretty standard prom experience, I thought. No butt chugging, no. Hey, spoilers! To, spoilers. Me away. Yeah, foreshadowing, foreshadowing. But anyway, so that was prom. So
0: um, they're talking about what they want to do to get the mood right. And uh, I believe Kayla or Julie says the other, just light two Walgreens candles, because that's all you need to know. And they're leaving prom. They're going to go. They're going to go have sex. But right as they're leaving, the parents walk right in. Hunter, ever the cool dad, sees them, says nothing to nobody. He does not snitch on his daughter. He does not call. He does not tell anybody else. And then I have a quote in my notes. I need to figure out if anybody else remembers where it's from. Look at me. My hair's too long. It's weird that, and out of context, oh, but that's what Mitchell it, says to the yeah, other Mitchell kids. Hates,
2: that, he hates Connor or who he thinks is Connor. Yeah.
0: He like walks up to a guy with long hair and he goes, and he goes you go here. And because the, the kid thinks he could be. And he's like, no, look at me. My hair is too long. No, 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 he's saying, your hair is too long, my hair... is he, he thinks his buzz cut is too long. But um, Sam kisses Chad, and Hunter sees that. And that's what breaks Hunter's brain, because he thinks that peer pressure has convinced Sam that she is not who he knows she is to be. And then he argues with Mitchell and Lisa, and tells them that their kids ru- corrupted his daughter... To which Lisa says, my daughter is not a bigot.
2: We go to all the marches, she said.
0: Even tax the tax day march? Yeah. Which, yeah.
2: which nobody goes to the tax day march.
0: Um, but this is when we get our first glimpse of the dancing meme kid, who is a running gag in the movie. and actually, <laughs> He's the kid who once broke his teeth, and he kicks Hunter in the head by accident and breaks his own teeth again. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Um this movie at this point to me feels like what if super bad was better
2: yeah it's almost in reverse it's like the parents that are going through all the crazy stuff but I have to call out so yeah during that whole argument over when Hunter's freaking out he's like you know he's like you guys like she says something along the lines of you know like not you know not everyone has uh, a typical sexual preference so I'm the same way and Mitchell goes sleeping with women that aren't your wife isn't a sexual preference and Hunter's (laughs) like yes it is I prefer them Which is incredible. Shout out to Hunter. And this
0: is where Mitchell and Sam, no, Mitchell and Lisa and uh, Hunter go to try to find um, Julie's boyfriend's house because that's where the actor party is. Who else is Lee is? Um, But instead, they all start spying on Julie's boyfriend's dad, played by Gary Cole, a.k.a. The Office's Lumberg, a.k.a. a guy who was on, I believe, Mixed-ish and The Good Fight and will be on NCIS Season 19. Don't ask me how I know that. Um, But he locks eyes with Sam while he's with his lover. And no, he locks eyes with Mitchell. And Mitchell John Cena freaks out. We locked eyes. And then it's. What is this, Mike? We talked about
2: this a lot when we first saw it. This the was something we quoted all the time, and I, I somehow didn't write it down in my notes, but... Didn't
1: he say he finished?
2: Yeah, he, we locked eyes, and he
0: finished, I believe. Yeah. Um, but then... Uh, did he
1: say that means, and then didn't... Didn't Hunter say, or whatever, that means your souls are yes. locked?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Or that means, yeah, that that means like his seat is locked on your soul forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was some like you've been skeeted on him forever sort of metaphorical thing.
2: They are are connected, which is also will come into play later. And
0: eventually Lisa feels like she's really getting judged by a bunch of people, including uh, Ron, the kid's dad and his girlfriend. And Lisa says, stop talking to me like I'm someone who bombs abortion clinics. And I had to rewind and write that down because this is really good shit. Um, but as I believe Sam says or Kayla says, it fuck o'clock. And uh, Connor has raspberry macarons laced with DMT and Xanax. I had to look I up what. His, DMT I love
2: his increasingly ridiculous edibles and various types of drugs he has on him uh, that he made incredible. himself. And- And I believe it was after Kayla had a bite of the macaroon where you see her her eyes widen as if she's in a cartoon, much like how I felt uh, watching Zack Snyder's Justice League
0: for no Uh, related reasons,
2: reasons. for no real reason. Just the movie was very impactful on me. Um, But yeah, so then we so now the parents are trying to get into the party, trying to grab their kids, the same party that the kids
0: are actually at, because I I think they found out from that guy's parents. Um, Yep. And then they run to these guys and one of them looks at John Cena and he goes, You are literally the copiest motherfucker I've ever seen.
2: Yep.
1: He Alyssa, do like you wanna family.
2: do you wanna walk us <laughs> Alyssa, walk us through the scene, because this is like the most iconic scene of this movie in my opinion.
1: Uh, well they the parents walk up to the guys uh, who are hosting the party and they're like, No, nah, no, 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 no parents, no adults, get out of here. And they're like, We're not parents, parents. He's like, Then you're cops. And they're like, We're not cops, I'm not a cop. And then he says to John Cena You're literally the copiest motherfucker I've ever seen. You look like you got your hair cut in the back of a squad car. (laughs) And it's... I mean, John Cena looks like every undercover cop on the subway.
2: 100%.
1: He looks like a thumb. He's wearing (laughs) cargo shorts with, like, a button-down tucked into it. He has his phone on a, like, belt holster, like a weird spinny one. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I mean, there's a reason. There's a reason. The first... Basically, the first five films in his... Filmography: He's playing some sort of cop or yeah. soldier, or yes, he, that's who that's he is. That's
1: what he looks like. Yep,
0: yeah. and like he's, it's he, the only thing that's missing from the cop aesthetic is him wearing Timberland boots, the clean, never dirtied pair of. Oh t-
1: my beige god! Tints. Stop or something Yankees.
0: Yeah, the Yankees. He cap. Had like
1: a, if he had like the Yankees windbreaker pullover on, it's over. That's a cop.
0: Yep, mm-hmm. yep. But, um, we cut to, before we get to the next thing that Alyssa's is going to bring up. Uh, We cut to learning that Julie has literally been fantasizing about losing her virginity in the American beauty format. She's um, and she believes it's a great um, romantic comedy (laughs) to which Austin goes, did you watch the whole thing?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty great. Pretty good stuff.
1: She clearly did not.
2: No,
0: but Alyssa, what happens next with Mitchell? Poor, sweet Uh Mitchell.
1: They need to prove that they're basically not narcs or cops. And uh, they decide that they're going to make him chug a beer. The guy's hosting the party. Um, and so, you know, he's prepared for it. And then they say, no, we're butt chugging. Which is when you put... <laughs> it's when you put a... Well, we used to call it a beer bong. I guess it's like...
0: I but thought it's a, a beer bong was well. something different.
1: No, you can call... It's... it's... We called it that in college but we were in upstate New York and shit was weird up there. But it's a funnel. It's basically when you funnel a beer up your ass, which I don't even know. Listen, I've heard of vodka-soaked tampons up there. I've never heard of putting a whole beer up your ass.
0: You know, I, I, I've i done the, the beer, the funnel, and the tube, just not in the back door. In
1: the butt. Yeah, because yeah, also, like, isn't it just, like... Sorry, but like, isn't it just like like a fleet enema? Like, isn't it just yeah. all gonna come right out?
2: Right. I don't see how you're actually ingesting it. You're just any like power
1: it. washing your asshole with beer. Like, it's gonna come right out.
2: Which
0: Mitchell, which Mitchell eventually does. <laughs> but Mitchell at first is really resistant to it, and he, he um he's like, "Why me?" And then, didn't you have a baby out of there? Is what he says to Lisa and lisa says i
2: also yeah no go ahead go ahead
0: i didn't have a baby out of my butt and then hunter goes (laughs) even i knew that
2: (laughs) i also just the imagery of seeing john cena's bare ass granted from a profile view but it was it's pretty striking you see it full on later
0: you this isn't the last last time you get john cena ass in this movie
2: yeah, yeah. For, oh, for sure. For sure. You get you get more later on. But just seeing how muscular and, and vascular his legs are, it's just it's quite a it's quite a sight.
0: It's funny because we've um, seen him not in this way because he wore jorts his whole wrestling career, really. So we're not used did. to seeing John like maybe on his first night out when he had the whole slap crangle in the face bit. He had like the tighties on. Yeah, he had but trunks. Yeah, 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 no. But um, Connor is the chef. And this is what gets Mitchell to actually do it because the guys running the party reveal that Connor's nicknamed the chef, and Mitch- Hunter goes, "No, he could just be a South Park fan." Hey there, children! Like he does a Isaac Hayes as chef impression to try to calm. And no, uh, he's called the chef because he makes all the finest, deadliest baked goods, including an acid-laced something or other that almost killed a dude. Um, to which case, Mitchell is basically puckered and ready to chug. And, yeah. they use... and, you
1: know, that's not even that big of a thing to put up your butt. I'm just saying.
0: No, but they don't like have the lip gloss. Optic. They don't have any lubricant. Like, um, Hunter wants to spit on it. And Sam's like, you know, Mitchell's like, ew, your spit's gross. And he asks, no, no, don't Lisa, don't you have lip gloss? And they're like, okay. Spoiler alert, there's lip no question. lip gloss.
1: <laughs> it's not lip gloss. That's like so tacky, like actually tacky material. Like, I can't imagine that being.
0: But it's what a say. dad Logan would think. Coconut
1: would have been a better choice. Yes, in, this, in this scenario.
0: Yes, and this is something that parents would have, or dad dads like Mitchell would have no idea about. Because, yeah, had
1: a lube, had a lube an asshole. Yeah, probably not. Not
0: his own, at least. Um,
1: <laughs> no, but, I don't think any. That man's no. not a backdoor man.
2: No, no, he's yeah. yeah Mitchell yeah. is. It's,
1: that's not sterile enough. He like, is the Marine. His,
2: yeah. Yeah, that's missionary, like, yeah. Missionary, a, missionary. Missionary,
1: missionary long. He's not okay with butt stuff. Nope. That's confirmed.
0: Uh, I used to own that domain. Um, but just um, <laughs> butt stuff dot
1: Oh, damn. I let
0: it lapse. I, I was I was using it as like a really low key, t- a really like lazy tumble that I barely added stuff to. It was just a joke because of that one movie about Freud when, like, it's all about spanking throughout the entire movie. And my friend and I just kept whispering to each other during the movie, butt stuff. And it was the it was like the we were, like, bored by the movie but still kind of entertained. But Sam is ready stuff. to have sex. Sam is <laughs> not looking for butt stuff. Although Sam does say early on in the movie, eh, I don't know if we'll do anal on the first night talking about her and Chad. So Sam is clearly uh, thinking outside the box. Um, but. Or
1: about the box.
0: Yep, well, literally she is, yes. Yep, yep. Uh, It says, let's boned, Chad. Chad wants to keep his shirt on like the wholesome cinnamon bun he is. Um, and then Kayla looks out the window. And because she's been eating eating the most drug-laced thing of her life, the sight of her dad about to butt-chug a beer, she just accepts that as you don't lose yeah it. she's like
2: i am tripping so hard and yeah so this is where this is kind of so now we're kind of heading to like the most action-packed part of the movie a lot happens here packed. so we find out i yes literally you haven't packed. gotten to the
0: packed yeah
2: we're getting to the packed stuff so the butt chugging contest is happening we find out that i forget the kid's name but mitchell's opponent is not actually butt chugging he's letting that stuff just it's hiding under it's going off to the side it's not going up his butt mitchell's like I'm staring at your asshole like you're not dilating. He's trying to, I'm sorry, uh, Hunter's trying to encourage Mitchell to, you know, loosen up a bit. He starts finding some success. <laughs> then the cops show up. And what happens when the cops show up?
1: <sighs> he lets it out. He lets it all out.
2: Yeah, um, well, he
1: backfires,
0: and, um, basically. Um, yeah. The tube stays in the picture. But um, s- s- Mitchell reacts and the butt beer shoots over a hunter like a geyser um and then they run off a little bit and sam mitchell needs it taken out and he pleads mm-hmm. them to be gentle to which hunter goes okay one pull doesn't even that's how two, three. do it yeah that's how you take a splinter out i'm not sure that's yeah. how you take a take
2: all the suspense away yeah
0: yeah um i'm just happy that he didn't i'm not gonna finish that sentence um but if you
1: do it at the, if you do it at the one two three you clench on three you don't give him a chance to clench oh right
0: i know yeah i was worried about what could have happened if he clenched it's good thinking so Not hunter's good. been there before hunter's been there before um but angelica is there for sam and helps her carry a really sort of tired chad I find it so funny that his name is Chad, considering what the Chad name means societally these days. Yeah. Um, but she's there for Sam in sort of like wispy princess of the night thing. But she has to go off me with her friends, and then we get the most butt drunk John Cena ever, is what I'm calling him.
2: Yes, but it just just I want to shout out my boy Rudy, the limo driver. He's another oh, yeah. one of those tidy seeds. Where, so Rudy's got all the kids in the limo. He's like, all right, this night's not over. And he just yells, Dukes a hazard!" And he tries, to jump, <laughs> he tries to roll over the limo. And he just busts his ass. And he's like, race his ass show anyway. He just gets up.
1: It's so good.
2: Uh, but yes, and then, then we're off to uh, very drunk Mitchell. Um, he's encouraging and, yeah, he's... Lisa.
0: And Lisa's driving fast. And Lisa's getting a little too competitive. And she yells, winning is my bitch because Lisa is that Karen. Mm-hmm. Um, but then back in the limo, Sam pukes all over Chad mm-hmm. poor Chad to which everybody pukes it's that one family guy scene basically um, and back in the car Hunter it seems has a predilection for the fast and the furious parts of life. What does he ask what does what what does he talk about an acronym?
2: Oh, so yeah, he asks, uh, he, he says, yeah, so I've seen the Fast and Furious movies a bunch of times, and uh, I, oh no, he asked, I think he asked Lisa, like, have you ever seen the Fast and Furious movies? She's like, I think I saw the Tokyo one, and the one where the rock punches the torpedo. (laughs) So he's like, okay, The good
0: ones.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly. He's like, perfect. In a situation like this, I always ask myself, WWVDD. Lisa goes, what would Vin Diesel do? there's like yes exactly nobody Um, else gets
0: it ever to which lisa's like really
2: yeah (laughs) and And she he asks he basically comes up he, he basically says we're gonna do a very classic fast and furious maneuver where you kind of drift around your opponent look them right in the eye and he goes we're gonna say it's all about the family uh which is incredible Incredible shout-out to the Fast and Furious franchise. Lisa uh, doesn't also, like
0: the idea. She goes, yeah. yeah, I don't know. And Hunter goes, no one's ever gotten that, gotten that far with a slow and furious attitude like that.
2: And I, and it just has to be said, we've mentioned it before, but I, I found it so funny that... I don't know if, like, Fast, Fast 9 was probably in production at this point, so I thought it was very funny that they referenced uh, Fast and Furious in this film only for John Cena to star in a sequel to that film uh, a couple of years later.
0: Like um, I'm gonna just do a quick Google here, but um, Hunt John Cena officially joined Fast Nine in 2019. So okay, so show after yeah um because uh, Fast Nine I believe only took about a year to produce a year yeah, and a I few imagine months. Imagine
1: they take that long to to, to create
0: and a little bit of post stuff and maybe a lot of the yeah no um uh, my guess is that the next one will come out because they're not gonna start filming it this year. I wrote about this today. They're going to start filming it next year, so expect it spring, summer 2023. So we're going to be waiting a while, but hey, there's going to be a Hobbs and Shaw 2, and there's uh, the cast wants an all women, uh, the women of Fast and Furious, to have their own movie without the men, which could bring Eva Mendes back. So who? Mm-hmm. Kn- but Ludacris said Helen Mirren has to be in it, because Ludacris I is a man of taste. I um, like
2: it.
1: I mean, I just want um, the chick from Tokyo Drift to be in it again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's way past you that she comes back. I mean, like, if they literally managed to bring back everyone else. So, and Bow Wow. We need Bow Wow back in the mix. Sure. I think everybody oh. should
0: get a cameo at some point.
2: Yeah. But so, so speaking of Fast and Furious, so this plan, this, this high, high speed. Dangerous driving plan of theirs doesn't really work out quite well, and they end up their car ends up upside down, which leads to one of my funniest, one of my favorite, and most ridiculous scenes in the movie. Because they're all upside down, we're seeing them in the car, and there's Mitchell's in the back. There's just John Cena upside down with the most hilarious look on his face, and he's just like, "Well, that's the last of the ass beer." So one one positive side to them getting flipped is that he's finally, you know, he's clear. Out. he's been cleaned out. Yeah,
0: it's a very cleansing experience, I bet. Um, yes, but this is what leads them to be crashed in the most unfortunate way perpendicular. Yes, it's like you look at that, you're like, How only in a comedy?
1: It's very, very phallic.
0: Yeah, also very. very sword in the stone kind of thing, like, yeah. <laughs> but Lisa's got a fear of dying alone. She's revealed um, afterwards because they fall backwards. Mm-hmm. Hunter thinks he can lean them forward and it'll work. But, it... but Mitchell goes, wow, that's dark. When Lisa reveals her fear of dying alone, but then yells at her because he's wanting to hang out with her. Why won't he hang out? You're not alone. You yeah. have people who want to be with you. And then Mitchell reminds Lisa, he's lost. He's lo- what did Mitchell lose exactly?
2: I don't know. I... I feel like Mitchell's got a pretty perfect life. But Hunter, on the other hand, Hunter butts in and he's like, You guys are fighting. You guys have ignored me all this time. He explains like there's more of the story we learn with Hunter and his ex-wife. He's not just this sleazeball ball that just cheated on his wife. We find out that he was cheated on way before that, and his, his wife stopped talking to him and all this she slapped him around in a restaurant. Like there was a lot of bad stuff, and we really I mean, I already loved Hunter at this point, and I definitely, you know, gained a lot of a lot of empathy for him here. And then it's also it's a funny slash very tender moment because he's finally spilling his heart out to them and they completely cut him off when they <laughs> like I forget what happens that triggers it, but then Nobody they, ever they listens cut, to him. Yeah. They completely cut him off, start talking about something else. Then the car blows up and they have to take a lift. Uh um, he
0: knows the lift driver. Hunter knows the lift driver because that's it's not a good driver. But yeah. They're like arguing and uh, Mitchell yells, I'm not a good team player. I just chugged a beer with my asshole. I mean, Shakespeare couldn't do better. No. In which case, um, we're back at um, Ron's house.
2: Who? yes. uh, What a moment. Marco. Where do... Yeah, no. Someone else could take this because this is one of the.
0: <laughs> so the lift brings them over yeah. to, to. They're trying to get more details, so they go to Austin's parents' place again because they'll probably know where the after party is. And again, yet again, because they want to steal Austin's fo- uh, their Austin's dad's phone, because mm-hmm. Austin always texts his dad and tells them everything. Um, and then it's basically the Jurassic Park scene. Because yet again, Mitchell has gone back into the house and he's hiding because it turns out Ron, Hunter Austin's dad, and Ron's wife, whose name I did not write down, bad on me, um, are playing naked Marco Polo. And it's like Ron's waggling limp cock is just walking right past Mitchell. And it's like, okay. And then you have this voiceover subtitles.
2: Cause... Yeah. So yeah, Aly- Alyssa, what happens here? Because ha- Mitchell, Mitchell, and um, Hunter quickly get wrapped up in this game of uh, of yes, of naked Marco Polo. Uh, what happens I just wanna, from there?
1: I want to point out first that that's Gina Gershon,
2: ah. who I love so
1: much. Um, she's incredibly hot, always has been. Yeah. Um, but yes, what? she's from Bound. She's yeah, in oh, that like yeah. really cool lesbian movie. Yeah. No, no, yeah, Bound yeah,
2: is she's like in everything.
1: Yeah. But yeah. She's a she's awesome.
0: Oh, that's why I didn't recognize her. She was with a guy. Bound is just how you... Yeah.
1: Def- yeah, you're like <laughs> Yeah, but um they have they have a they're about to find each other, but not find each other in Marco po- in Naked Marco Polo because um both John Cena <laughs> and Ike Baronholz cuz I've now broken the concept that this is a movie are in this are in their house and they're about to walk into both of them. So they kind of have to play touchy feely with this couple, yep. As if John Cena is the wo- the woman, and Ike Barinholtz is the man. Mm-hmm. And yep. so there is there is some there is some there are some shots of penis that I did not expect to see.
0: And not just penis, but Hunter, is, yeah, <laughs> Mitchell and Hunter are de- like really being awkward around this, um, the the na- the nudity of Gary Cole and. Mitchell mouth with subtitles. My brother's gay and he's my best friend. I'm not homophobic. And to which Hunter mouths back. My divorce attorney is gay and he's my best friend. And then he has another subtitle or two that are like incoherent. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: But then so we're like this. And then <laughs> for the video yep, watchers. Yep, yep. And then I'm over here. Yep. <laughs> They're like this. Yep. I'm over here.
0: So Hunter, um, strips his top off because Gina Gershon wants to rip in, like, scratch Gary Cole's chest, his hairy chest, his suit chest, and then, but she doesn't just go for that, you're right, you said it right, you said it right, she goes for the balls, and it's basically CBT, for those who are familiar with that three-letter acronym, and I'm not talking about cognitive behavioral therapy, um, it's just cock and ball torture at this point because the it balls is. get squished so hard. It's like, this is how the grapes are made into wine in Italy. Like, it's really, like, stretched skin at this point. And that's when yells are stifled, Mitchell grabs the phone, and they run out. They leave, and hopefully Ron and Gina Gershon have a good night thereafter. Who knows? Ron's not gotten the torture that he wanted, I guess, but Maybe he'll get it later, um, but Kayla wants to get help. Julie's let, get the mood together because Austin tells Kayla, "Yeah, Julie's just sort of not feeling it." To which, um, did we skip the part with the Seven um, Eleven?
2: We did. Just we could quickly Wait, gloss go. over no, that. Was that was basically right after all the vomit? Yeah. Um, Rudy takes them to Seven Eleven.
0: But this is where um, Lisa and Julie have a really emotional yelling match on the phone because Lisa's discovered everything about what's wrong and like this ruins Julie's mood so back at the hotel because they get to this like giant ass hotel and everybody's a party on a certain floor but Julie's not in the mood and Austin tells Kayla Kayla has a plan and she sneaks into that room and just litters litters it with petals and decorates the TV in a way that I think the hotel's gonna be angry about later who knows um, what kind of rich kids rent out a whole floor of a luxury hotel?
1: Yeah, really.
0: <laughs> but I guess somebody's parents got them it for them. I don't know. Um, parents, they do understand sometimes, I guess. But um, Lisa sneaks into that room. And that after Kayla leaves it, she's like, oh, that's probably where something's happening. She finds condoms and donuts and snacks and a heart made out of petals with red vines to make an arrow because Julie's Julie's favorite candy is Red Vines. And in that moment, Lisa's like, what have I done? I fucked up. Like, I made a huge mistake. But only she found this out too late because that's when Austin and Julie come in the room. And bless them all, it doesn't get too awkward. Julie hides under the bed to which Mitchell goes on a warpath.
2: And... That Lisa, one of my favorite scenes, where yeah, he's looking in every room trying to find Connor and Kayla, and there's this great little bit where he walks. One of the rooms, there's kids doing like a satanic ritual, and he just screams at them. He says, "Play sports," <laughs> and runs out. <laughs> um, and I think that I think next we get to Sam. Sam and um, Chad are finally in the, in the room alone together, uh, and you know she does. She takes angelica's advice of like you know maybe let's see what this is all about put it in your hands let's let's, let's do a quick hands-on um and she does that chad is like the greatest thing he's ever experienced uh <laughs> she sam realizes like yeah this definitely is not for me um and he tells chad that chad's cooled it but it happens a little too late because what happens next look at all of it chad says <laughs> Like oh, Chad just
0: like Chad was a he has been built up a lot I guess. Um yeah. he says, yeah. Sam laughs her ass off at this, and Chad immediately puts his hat on. And she doesn't laugh at him in a humiliating way. She's just no. laughing at the spectacle and all of all that. It. It's a whole. It's actually shit. a sweet moment. Yeah. yeah. But Chad putting his hat back on is the most adorable. Like he felt naked without it, sort of moment. And he,
2: he says, "He really is the-? Patrick yeah.
1: Stump."
2: He is. Very wholesome boy. He says, we're still virgins, but I feel different now. So does she. Good old Chad. That's but, uh, the real Chad energy yep, that we should yep. all aspire to have. And then
0: Kayla is about to hook up with Connor, but she yells, aw shit. Because she realizes that she wanted to be special. Like, I, I it sort of in a way, doesn't come out of nowhere because this is such a silly spectacle in this hotel. like. Mm. And, of course, Connor's super chill about it. Um, it. Also, he's not a virgin, so he's like, oh, okay, Can we do, you want to do some light journaling?
2: Yeah. He's like, yeah, we could pencil it in for some time. But, you know, they decide that they're not going to have sex, but they're going to try some other things. Um, Kayla is but,
0: still down for the chef to uh, get to the main course.
1: There you go. I was
2: wondering where that was going. Uh, We landed (laughs) it. Perfect. Um, But yeah, just before anything could happen, finally Mitchell comes in and immediately grabs Connor, tosses him across the room. Into the (laughs) wall. Into the wall. Into the wall. He bounces off. Yeah, Kayla's furious. She's like, what the hell are you doing? She's so worried about Connor. (laughs) She helps Connor up. Connor, of course, is like, I'm actually totally fine. He's super chill about it um and then i think he eventually leaves and then mitchell we're getting to the you know every every at this point in the movie every parent is kind of having their moment with their kids so we get mitchell and kayla's moment where kayla's like listen you didn't have to save me like you taught me to protect myself like you you know and then of course the, the recurring bit of mitchell's always crying and he tears up a bit they have their sweet little moment
0: but she also proves that she's the more mature one she's like why is sex even bad like, she really does the whole Hunter spiel from earlier in the movie. But, like, he, Mitchell starts crying, compares himself to Phil Jackson coaching the Bulls, because that's how proud he is. Um, remember, they're in Chicago. I, I'll frat that for a second, but this movie loves to remind yes. you they're in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah,
1: they're definitely not in Chicago, but...
0: Montreal at yes. best. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then J- Lisa gets to witness the most wholesome version of two kids about to hook up because Julie just wants to dance with Austin and she wants and he's like naked cuz no I want robes I want to feel fabulous and then of course Austin says we're going to christen every corner of this room
2: it was sweet it was a sweet moment and yeah the whole thing was Lisa realizing like oh this is actually pretty wholesome I should let them do their thing um, and she eventually leaves and lets that happen, and then we get the final kind of. She electrocutes uh,
0: herself first, though. Like, oh yeah, there's totally, no punishment totally for the weary. That. It's very yeah. much like, yeah, uh, you're gonna get your Lisa gets some comeuppance because it's like, okay, S- Mitchell has gone through hell, yes. or at least butt stuff, depending on your preference, it is or isn't. Um, Hunter has been basically emotionally drained. And now, yeah, yeah and what's a little electricity? He got kicked
1: in the face like twice.
0: Oh yeah, yeah Hunter ran into that breakdancing kid again. He ran into the, to the h- dancer hotel.
2: again. He's like, "What the hell, man? What's your problem?" But yeah, speaking of Hunter, so then we get Hunter and Sam's moment. Um, Alyssa, why don't you take this one? What happens here?
1: Uh, well, they have a conversation, and I mean, it doesn't. It's not as like you kind of expect. You want him to have a moment where he's like, "I'm not that big of a piece of shit," but he kind of like shows her that anyway. And she comes out to him, and it's lovely. It's really lovely. And then he asks to take a picture, and she stands up on the couch, and he's like not even really looking, and just looking at her. And it's like, oh, he can act a little bit. Yeah, and that was very sweet.
0: Also, he breaks sweet. down. He... he breaks down crying because. Well, yes, yes. Sam tells him that she he's he hasn't told her mom yet. He's,
1: she hasn't told anyone. He's the first person.
0: And that means more to him than years of parenting ever could
2: and uh yeah so now all the parents have kind of had their had their closure they had their moments with the kids so they decide to leave their kids be they're at the hotel bar just kind of talking and uh joking about it and this Uh, is about where no yeah go ahead so hunter basically is like
0: he's really hit his maturity stride and he knows that uh so mitchell and lisa are finally going to hang out and get have a drink because he he's realized that Mitchell just wants to like be your friend or whatever, and Hunter's just gonna like let them be. He's not gonna like ask the same question seven times. Relatable, um, but like, and then he like he goes, and Mitchell looks at Lisa. Yeah, we should. They bring him back in. They order him a shot. They all toast. It's adorable. Like, but then. It's the after party. And Sam has a conversation with Julie and Kayla. Alyssa, how did this go?
1: Oh, she tells them what she told her dad. And like two best friends, they just say, I love you. And then they get a little funny and goofy because the beautiful, ethereal, uh, gay, manic, pixie, dream girl of this... (laughs) of this movie comes over and they're like, Ooh, and just kind of like, let her have her moment. And it was lovely. It was so nice. What were movies like this when we were kids?
2: I know. What the hell?
1: Like, the boys are nice. There's not even like a like a rapey dude in this entire movie. Like, there's odd sexual autonomy. There's... full frontal male nudity. There's not a boob in this movie.
2: Yeah. It's like American Pie without all the stereotypes. It's gender-flipped yeah. American Pie. <laughs> yeah. It's so
1: lovely. It's so lovely. It is so much more touching than I thought it would
0: be. And that's the thing about this movie. It's like, you don't... They they, they didn't want to market it. They didn't want to give it away, I guess. No, they didn't. Because if you yeah. were to give that away up front, I don't know if it works the oh same way. Oh, my God. Way.
1: You would have had so many people being like, not your PC agenda.
0: And yeah, <laughs> um, that's what... um. Not using Facebook is for. Um, <laughs> but then Angelica and Sam have their kiss. Everybody dances. Um, Sam's been mm-hmm. given a, a gold glitter cape. Uh, based, They ripped off some decoration from the wall. So she looks like Angelica has a cape and it's nice. And now cut to some mornings thereafter. The parents are all friendly now. And the kids are going to go on a road trip. And looks like Julie's Lisa's accepted Julie going off to UCLA um and the kids get in the car and Connor's driving because even though we they know he's a giant like this is how progressive this movie is it's accepted yes the drug czar like the is driving yeah the the chopped 420 edition chef is running the damn car. Like shout out to Ron Funches, he's a renaissance would man.
1: Never, they would never let me get in the car with that man. First of all, not even if because they were worried about us doing drugs. My dad would be like, he gets pulled over, he's got all those drugs in the car. Like, yeah.
2: I can't. Nope. Yeah, but they've Somehow really made leaps
1: and bounds. They weren't gonna let their kids fuck, and now they're like, yeah, take DMT and drive cross country. Who cares? Like,
0: I don't think they told their parents far. about the DMT cookie. I think there's some. Yes.
2: true but we get the great final bit where uh the the girls are group texting again and they're doing
0: lisa has been accidentally included on the call how did why did lisa get included on their group text
2: yeah very weird so lisa sees these and they're alluding to doing drugs and having unprotected sex and then of course the girls finally reveal they were just messing with them send them a final i love you very sweet moment And uh, that is blockers. And we do have a great uh, post-credit scene. You guys can take this away. (laughs) Alyssa?
1: You want me to do it? Yes. Well, John Cena, he wants a second go at at making Marco Polo with his wife, who deserves it. And yep. I gotta be totally honest with you. I like walked away thinking it was over, and then I kind of like half doubled back in, and I was drinking a lot of wine. And that's <laughs> Kayla that comes back, right? Or it?
0: It's no, not no that's Kayla's like... younger sister. I think because that's what Remember... I thought,
1: but it was a baby.
0: I think this is like a. I, it looks like an older version of. It didn't look like Kayla's same age. Though I was like I... like,
1: I was like continuity error. Is there a third kid that we didn't see, or was the babe Was this like eight? 16 years after and this has now become a tradition yeah it didn't look like Kayla do.
0: it looked like a, like
2: a a freshman year high schooler like it didn't
1: she had her nose pierced yeah
2: it was I don't w- think Kayla Wikipedia did. says it was Kayla Wikipedia which is never wrong says it was Kayla that walked in okay okay so it was us believe yep. but either so she, way yeah Go she ahead. walks
1: in on them doing it <laughs> and we don't get to see John Cena full frontal which is really disappointing but he probably didn't want he didn't want to become known as the guy who'll do full frontal in Hollywood because then Vin Diesel probably would have made someone like drive a car into his dick or something. Oh
0: god. I well, mean <laughs> running over something. But um he The you,
1: Rock just punches the, his
0: dick. The audio Fast cuts night, he, he yeah, tomorrow. The audio cuts out when um Mitchell asks his wife, Grab my balls really hard, like and it's like that's like, okay, go for it, dude. He, I Hell guess yeah. he he wants to he really wants to experiment, and that is blockers. That is blockers. Really, I think the best of the movies that we've seen so far of, um, John Cena's career. Um, uh, so Alyssa, we have a scale of ratings on this show where we rate okay. movies with one to f- or zero technically to five knuckle shuffles based around <laughs> Mister Cena's aina. Uh, um, also a fast five? You ever heard what that's about? Um
1: Oh no. <laughs> yeah, the
0: first time I heard that joke, I'm never gonna forget that. Um so what would you rate blockers as without knowing what the rest of the movie ratings are? How would you in a five star uh-huh. scale
1: um i'm usually pretty picky i don't like to get actually that's a lie i give a lot of shit a five they gave jennifer's body a five um jennifer's body deserved
0: deserve an oscar five. jennifer's body deserves jennifer's
1: a... Body's a five i would say this is a solid you can't do halves Hold oh we do halves we, we do half, half. We do half we yeah or four, four and a half
2: yes i, I agree, agree with completely. that completely
0: i was gonna yeah. suggest that um because Hell right yeah. now we have bumblebee at four uh because it is way better than it had any right to be um also, because the casting is great, Pamela Adlin really is funny as the mom, um, and like it's a, it's a Haley Seinfeld just sort of knocked it out of the park on that one. I almost deducted a point for not as much John Cena as I would have liked in that movie, but yeah, Blockers oh, is a full oh, four point five out of five.
2: Yeah, Hell yeah. I, part part of why that's I mean, it's just a great comedy period. It's hilarious. It's like surprisingly progressive. It's so much fun, but especially in the context of this show, talk about it as a John Cena film. I feel like this was the movie that like really took really kind of took the chains off of what CNET has normally been in movies. So like he was he's like the straight military man for so long. He did a few kids movies, but this is his first time doing like a filthy R rated comedy where he could really do whatever he wants and showed so much personality. We already knew he was funny, but I think he really got to fully flex that muscle. And it was just such a great performance by him, I thought.
0: I think this is the movie that gets him fast nine and Suicide Squad. Maybe he got. Oh yeah! Fast oh, Nine Suicide
1: Squad, a hundred percent is what, because he's playing the same guy. He's always gonna play in Fast Nine, you know. Yeah. But Suicide Squad, that this movie definitely, they saw him in this, and they were like, "We're gonna write a joke about a butthole in Suicide Squad, and he's gonna make it."
0: We're gonna write a joke about a beach full of dicks, and he's gonna <laughs> be okay with it. He's um, gonna make...
1: the 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 connections between all of his movies, you know, buttholes. You Fast know, and Furious. it's
0: all connective tissue. <laughs> There's it, it taint where it's not. Um, but the thing is, <laughs> but um, that is the end of the road for today. Um, oh. So, Alyssa, as again, a yeah. joy to have you on. People can follow your Twitch streams as they should at twitch.tv slash A-L-Y-S-S-A-M-E-R-C. Follow her now. I spell it all out because I often hear people try to phonetically or just say a whole name and a last name. Yeah. But like people have accents. People can't always hear. Yeah, and, and
1: a lot of people spell Alyssa a bunch of different ways, yeah.
2: unfortunately. There is divergence. Yeah, a lot of extra Y's and S's and yeah. is. I'm
1: named after Milano, so if you're ever curious about the spelling, it's okay. the same way Milano spells it.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> I like those cookies. Um, yes, and you are A L Y S S A M E R C on Twitter, then A L Y S S A M E R K on Instagram. Follow her everywhere.
1: Someone took it with a C. Someone took it with a C.
0: Well, you got to murk them. You got to murk them.
1: I know. i got to murk them.
0: That's M-U-R-K for those at home. Um, But this was a joy as always. Uh, We will be back next time with... uh, Excuse the car honking outside. The city is loud. Um, But we will be back next time with a little movie called Playing with Fire. where uh, It's a very odd family movie. It's very... Like it, you think this is a fever dream? This movie was probably made for all the hallucinogens and legalizations. Um, then we will be covering Fast nine, but in a little ways from now because we want people to have time to have seen it. So we're hopeful we are locked in for July tenth uh, with Adam Ismail from uh, Jalopnik. Um, never he's never worked at any other websites. He is um <laughs> just purely of Jalopnik. Um, and we can't wait to see him, and we will soon be announcing our guest for the Suicide Squad. Um, just trying to make sure everybody can do the dates that we have suggested. But, uh, Suicide Squad will be easier to watch, because it will be on HBO Max. So, y'all don't have to go Ooh. to theaters if you're not comfortable. Yes, HBO Max keeps finding reasons to get people to watch, because clearly Batman doesn't give cunnilingus. Um, remember, <laughs> Harley Quinn Season 3, it's coming sooner or later, even if, even if, um, uh, Catwoman isn't. Um, yeah.
2: It's going down, for sure.
0: I'm yelling timber. Um, In that case, see y'all later.
2: (laughs) Bye. Bye.